Hey everybody, welcome back to the Modern Mindset 365 podcast. I'm your host, Mike Glover. It's good to be back. It's been a while. You know, I haven't done a podcast for a few weeks on mindset, and some of that's intentional. I mean, I like these realistic engagements where there's something going on in my life or something that's related to mindset that I think will benefit you guys, and I just pick up the microphone and decide to drop one. And, and so this is a podcast on staying in the fight, and I wanted to talk about this because, you know, there's lots of people who are confronted with, you know, drama in their lives, whatever it may be, and whether that's resiliency and bouncing back and staying in the fight in your career, in your life, you know, in a situation, I think it's important to highlight what staying in the fight means. It's important to outline some strategies and doing doing so. And so, yeah, this podcast is about staying in the fight. This podcast is not sponsored. If you guys get value out of this podcast, there's not a lot of listeners compared to Phil Krause Survival or or my company's uh, podcast. I do this out of a passion for mindset and education, but no sponsors, so absolutely ad-free. But if you guys want to donate to this podcast, which I always use the funds to upgrade our equipment, our studio, uh, even help people um, for Phil Craft Survival bring in different guests, uh, I'll do the same for this podcast. And you guys could donate to at Philcraft on Venmo. Again, that's at Philcraft, one word. Uh, on Venmo. So yeah, I appreciate your support. So let's kick it off. So staying in the fight, what does staying in the fight mean? You know, it's a term often used. I've used it inside of my military career. I use it in our special operations prep course when I'm teaching. Staying in the fight has always been a saying whereby you're, you're letting somebody know to not give up. You know, a lot of, a lot of times, whether it's an instance or a career or uh, maybe the things that you're going on um, in your life, you have to stay in the fight. And so when you say stay in, stay in the fight or I'm staying in the fight from the first person perspective, you are letting somebody know that you're not giving up. You're not quitting. You're staying in it. You know, in the literal meaning of it comes from, from obviously combatives, whether it's boxing or MMA, where it's like, yeah, when you're engaged, the first reaction, you know, it's like everybody wants to be a MMA person until they get punched in the face. You get punched in the face, uh, your priorities or your perception change really fast. And so you have options. You could bow down and bow out, or you could stay in the fight. So staying in the fight for me over my career has had unique meaning. I mean, look, I, I haven't had a flawless career. I've made mistakes in my military career. Some um, I blame on myself. Some I blame actually on others uh, or circumstances. But you know, a lot of the instances where uh, people judge my career based on the perception of a post, for example, uh, don't know the full story. And I think that's a danger of kind of like the technological life that we live in today is you're not getting the full picture or the full story. There's a lot more that meets the eye or the picture or the you know 200 word caption. And so perception wise, you might think I had a flawless career. Like I never failed anything in my life. Um, I had this special operations path and career that I was doing all this epic stuff and I never had to overcome or triumph over obstacles. And the complete opposite is true. 180 degrees, the complete opposite is true. There's times and instances when I wanted to quit, 
one of the things that I will say is I never quit. You know, we have a podcast on this podcast, uh, Modern Mindset 365, about quitting. And I've never quit when it comes to my military career. My personal life, a lot different. I mean, I've, I've given up in relationships and, you know, trying to put out the effort. Uh, I've quit a lot and I've let a lot of people down. And so, you know, that's just not the pity party. I'm not highlighting the pity party. I'm highlighting the realities that the challenges that I face, no matter what your perception of me are, are the same challenges that you may face. And if you haven't faced them yet, you may face them in the future. And talking about it and talking about strategies like staying in the fight might be beneficial to you at some time, at some point in your life. You know, I started my career in the infantry and went to the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. And when I went, when I went there, I was 18 years old. Actually, I turned 18 while in the Army while stationed at Fort Myer, Virginia, and wanted to do, you know, long story short, I didn't want to be in the Old Guard, the 3rd Infantry Regiment. I didn't sign up for that. I actually signed up to be an Airborne Ranger. And somehow, some way, uh, I won't bore you with the details, but uh, that wasn't my path. They messed up my paperwork. They gave me the wrong job title. Anyways, I ended up in a th- the Old Guard, the 3rd Infantry Regiment, where I knew the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier was the most elite thing I could do. I mean, I went and got my expert infantry badge. My air, I went to airborne school. I went to ranger school. I did as much high-speed things as I could do, but the tomb was different because it wasn't a school that lasted weeks or even months. It lasted almost a year, and it was one of the most difficult undertakings that I've ever done. You know, it, when you're a tomb guard, not only do you have to have discipline where, you know, you have to... Even when you're tired, you have to make sure your uniform is flawless. Your shoes are spit polished flawlessly. You know, line six of the Sentinel's Creed for the Tomb of the Unknowns is my standard will remain perfection. And you live by that because everything you do has to be perfect because you're judged or perceived by the public um, who's looking at the military every single day. Every single walk, every single time that you guard the Tomb of the Unknowns. And so when I went to the Tomb of the Unknowns, I didn't really have an understanding of what it would entail. I knew it was difficult, and I knew there was a high standard, but I didn't realize the longevity of it. And the only thing I can equate it to is imagine being in a fight for your life, like going into a ring, and you're going to fight, and you don't know what to expect, and it it punches you in the face. And then you have a choice, right? There's an exit. You could run to the exit and you can get out or you could continue day after day to come back to the fight or to the butt whipping, as I would call it or describe it. And so this could be analogous to your life, right? Every single time you wake up in the morning, your day, maybe you have an optimistic view about the day or about your life or about you know the patterns that you live in but there's going to be bad days. And so when I thought about the tomb of the unknown soldier, I had no, you know, I wasn't under this disillusion that it was going to be this easy thing, but I didn't realize how much endurance I had to have to stay in the fight, to consistently, even though I wanted to quit every single day, to consistently come back again 
and again and again for almost a year as a new guy trying to earn my Tomb Guard identification badge. And so there's an element to endurance that's correlated to staying in the fight, whereby, you know, I don't mean in an instance, because that's easy. It's easy to suck it up and embrace the suck and all these sayings that crush everything, right? It's easy to do all those things in an instance, in a moment, in a workout, in a day. But what I mean by staying in the fight, I mean staying in the fight that you know is beating your ass every single day. Now that's something um, to highlight and something to be proud of when you get through those moments. You know, at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, I work day on, day off, day on, day off, uh, and four days off after that, or three days added to that. So day on, day off, day on, day off, day on, and then four days off. It was like a firefighter schedule, right? Because it's a 24, 25-hour shift. You reset all your equipment, all your uniforms, and then you start all over again. And so it doesn't stop. And as a new guy, you don't have a lot of privileges, right? You're earning the right to guard the Tomb of the Unknowns, and you're doing it every single day. And you have to prove yourself again and again and again. And that can be difficult, especially for people who aren't used to staying in the fight, right? So it's, it's very easy in this day and age that we live in to be involved in something temporary where we have to stay in the fight for a short period of time, knowing that it's going to end very soon is a very easy incentive for most people. And it's not difficult. I mean, it's not, it's not the hardest thing to accomplish when you know that you're going to start a workout of the day that's going to end relatively soon. Most can suffer through temporary pain. But the question is, can you suffer through long duration pain? Do you have the endurance to stay in the fight for the long haul? And some will say yes, but have you really truly tested yourself? Have you really truly evaluated that capability? So for nine months is how long it took took me to earn my tomb identification badge. And every single day, I wanted to quit. Because if if I was on duty, it was difficult in me trying to learn and earn the rights to be better each and every time. But no matter what I did, it wasn't good enough. So eventually, it beat down that layer of resiliency that I had. And that's what they wanted. They wanted to know, did I have what it took to to stay in the fight? They wanted to know long, uh, long term, could I stay in it for the long durations that were required of me? And, you know, I've been through some difficult things. I've been through special operations selection. I've been through U.S. Army Special Forces selection. I've been through Ranger School that lasted two months. But nothing would kind of prepare me for the longevity that was required at the Tomb of the Unknowns. And so when I mean stay in the fight, I mean you have to stay in the fight even when you are at your worst. You have to stay in the fight even when you are completely defeated and quitting is not an option. You have to stay in the fight when you don't want to be there at all. And that's very difficult to do. So how do we, how do we deal with that? Well, one, you know, most of us in this technological world that we live in now are looking for 
um, gratification. And, and a lot of the times that gratification is instant gratification, right? We want the instant gratification. We want to do our thing and know that if we scroll, if we click, we're seeing things and we fire at this fast rate. We're not used to doing things long term. That's why there's this, there's this lack of commitment in relationships, for example. In relationships, uh, it's not easy because it's difficult to stay in something for so long. I mean, to, here's the honest truth is I've dated and uh, dated the millennial generation where millennials, they're not interested because they have a access to a hundred other guys or a hundred other girls. And so they're not interested in staying in something because uh, anywhere they turn, anywhere they look, there's somebody else. It's that, it's like that tender mentality where I'll just swipe right on somebody else and that's very destructive when we look at like the long-term benefits um, of what we gain, right? And the long-term effects of how we're shortened in life and how we're shortchanged in life uh, when it comes to accomplishing long-term goals or long-term visions. I mean, the rate of medical doctors graduating, the, the rate of uh, these technical career fields that take years to become great at are declining because we could only take so much. I mean, I forget the rate. There's a statistic, an interesting statistic that lines out people's career paths and how many times they change their jobs because they don't want to stay in it. I mean, I've had, even with my own company, people who they don't see the long-term vision, and maybe that's my fault, but they don't want to stick with it. It's just so easy to bow out and to quit. And that that can be... Um, very beneficial in some circumstances, but it could also destroy your ability to stay in things and stay committed long-term, like relationships, like career fields. So when I talk about this stuff that I'm talking about, um, I want to, I want to obviously lay out some statistics or not some statistics, sorry, some strategies. So what are some ways that we could stay in the fight? Well, one, it's being realistic and logical. Because a lot of the times that we uh, get inside of our own heads, we defeat ourselves. One, we defeat our self-esteem, right? Then we defeat our confidence. And then we defeat our ability to stay present. And once that ability to stay present has been defeated, we're only seconds away from quitting, from just saying, I don't have to do this. One, because you know having to do anything uh, is an option. You know, in life, you don't have to do anything. You could just quit. You know, you can quit your job because you, and you'll be taken care of. You know, you can get go on welfare, get get support from the government. If you want to quit a relationship, you can find somebody else. If you want to quit uh, anything in your life, you could easily do so by finding an easy way out, right? Justifying an easy way out, and it's so easy to walk away. It's more difficult, obviously, to stay in something long-term. But if we're realistic about our goals and objectives, for example, like an education. I mean, it took me 15 years to get my college degree, a bachelor's degree. One of the most, prou- one of the most proudest moments of my life for my uh, uh, specific long and, uh, long-term goals was finishing my bachelor's degree after 15 years because it took so long and I had to take so much time. 
So a lot of time we lose ourselves in the presence and we forget about the long-term objective and maybe even that moment where we're sitting, um, you know, and and you know, thinking about the moment in which we we get that degree in hand and what it does for us long term, because we want the temporary solution, right? We want the the temporary enjoyment, um, and we're not necessarily uh, enthralled or in love with the idea of suffering long term. But I've done a podcast before, and I've I've told you guys that one of the best ways to build resiliency, to build your mindset, is to understand that suffering is a part of that. And so I I want you guys to understand that, but uh, more so, if you're just realistic, like, hey, I'm getting my bachelor's degree, it's going to take four years. Be patient. Be tactically patient and understand that it's going to take a long time for you to get your degree and you have to stick with it. If you want that, you have to stick with it. And that will also set many goals and objectives, which which I think are important. A lot of the times when I was at the Tomb of the Unknowns, for example, I wanted to quit. But I set many goals and objectives, sometimes by the minute, right? Where I said, hey, you're just going to get past noon. And after noon, you'll reassess. And I said that inside of my head, and that allowed me to get past noon and set little mini goals and objectives to accomplish many tasks that were going to allow me to finish overall successful after nine months. Another strategy is staying conscious and staying readily available and cognitive. I talked about that today in a live feed, staying conscious and cognitive, which is a benefit under stress, but so many people forget to be present. And when you get when you start getting inside your own head, things start falling apart rapidly. And so you panic. Your consciousness panics, and you don't really think about the consequences before you make bad decisions. I've seen so many people quit, and then seconds later, regret that they quit. And trust me, in, in knowing this, after you quit, after you walk away, you say, I'm done, you can never take that back. You can never take that back. So don't do it. Don't do it because you're because if you're conscious enough to understand that, then you'll know you'll live with the regret. And so for so many, I seem to make the mistake in haste because they weren't present. They weren't conscious and they just tapped out because they let themselves defeat themselves. You know, we often tend to be our own worst enemies in these situations and that's bad. But if we see the warning signs, like a defeating mentality, i.e. the little voice inside your head starts saying, you know what, you don't have to be here. You could be totally comfortable. Like, why are you doing this for? Why are you suffering when you, you could literally tap out and then be on the couch by, by uh, this afternoon? Then it's easy to justify that. So many people do that, and so many people regret that decision instantly. And I'm telling you, you will, um, so don't do it. Um, also, when I think about... Um, the fact that staying in the fight could mean something short-term, to stay in the fight requires you to communicate to yourself to stay in the fight. So many forget about the subconsciousness that's beneficial to you in short-term sequences that's difficult. You ever been on a run and your body tells your mind and your mind tells yourself, why are you doing this? Like, let's just quit. 
Let's just tap out. Like there's no reason to suffer like this. And you decide to stick with it. Well, that's overcoming an obstacle. That's resiliency. That's mindset. But that's also staying in the fight. And every time you do that, you develop a pattern of a good habit in, a, in executing a great action that's going to be beneficial to you long term. And it, yes, it builds that resiliency, but it also lays the groundwork, kind of this framework for understanding what right looks like. I.e., you, you know, you're, you're suffering. And you go, you know what? You've been here before. You know exactly what to do. Breathe. Stay conscious. Be optimistic and positive about the end goal or the objective. And stay in the fight because you got this. You know, there is that hashtag crush everything. And, there, and I, I don't associate that with any one individual. What I do is associate that with an idea that um, temporary solutions are going to uh, help you in some way in circumstances. And it, there has to be context. And I do, there is, I know there is some context behind uh, some instances where saying a mantra like crush everything uh, will help you. I've done it. I've done it at the worst times uh, physically where I was suffering so bad. I was in so much pain. When I went to special operations selection, I had a high ankle sprain and I was walking in high elevation and it was mile one into a 30 plus mile movement. That's very bad. So the fact that I had, you know, for 20 plus hours had to think about that, I try to reverse my mindset. And I thought to myself, hey, this is, this is bad, but it could be worse. And, and those tactics and those mantras uh, in the short term could benefit you in the long term. You know, staying in the fight is, is a mantra in itself. You could literally say to yourself, stay in the fight because so many people want to tap out and so many people want to quit. Hey, I know this is a short podcast, but I hope that uh, brought some perspective on this uh, point that staying in the fight can be beneficial. So many things in our lives uh, can't be seen in the short term. For example, my business, Philcraft Survival, it's difficult. Sometimes we struggle. It's hard to get up every single day in the grind. I've been doing this for three plus years. I mean, it's, it's 7 p.m. and I'm doing a podcast on mindset because I understand the sacrifice long term. If you want the investment, you have to give in the time. You have to put in the time. You have to sacrifice long term. And I'm willing to do this long term as a marathon. What's the end goal objective? It's not to get rich. It's to live a fulfilling life. And so for me, I'm in the grind for the long haul. I don't have to have uh, s- small victories in order for myself to feel good about the next day because I know what the big vision is, the big strategic vision is. And so I'm okay with losses. Yeah, every once in a while, it's good or great to get a win, but that's not how I have to operate. So I hope you understand that, and I hope that's benefited you. If you guys want, you can check out PhilCraftSurvival.com. That's my website. We have kit uh, for first aid, for survival. Well, we have everything from training to equipment, and we even have resources to build your mindset. If you want to also check out the PhilCraft Survival Podcast. It's a great podcast for getting your skill sets up, but also hearing from subject matter experts. Like I just talked to a former teammate of mine, Kevin Owens, about 
we talk about war stories, but we talk about his career path from when he first joined the military in Ireland all the way until now. And you'll greatly benefit from that, I promise you. All these little things that we do audibly will help you stay in the fight. I hope you guys have a good day, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Later.